Alright guys, we are live now with another episode of In Response To, and yep. this is episode 7. We had some issues trying to get it up and running. No, 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 no. No, this I mean, it's perfect. Definitely the first recording. The first recording. No issues ever. Twitch is yeah. great. They didn't have any issues today. Yeah. <laughs> I I will, will corroborate your story. <laughs> um, so, just getting into it, guys. We are... Uh, jumping into episode 7 of In Response To, our monthly podcast that we do dedicated to the modern meta and, you know, all that. Best kind of format thing. ever. Best format. Yeah. Not degenerative at all right now. Oh, Drowsy? <laughs> what? Drowsy? Oh, Drowsy. I've never heard of this there? deck. <laughs> our new modern overlords, which we'll talk all about them uh, soon enough, guys. But in case you have not seen us because it's been about a month or so it, it seems to fluctuate when, when we do it you know march or february yeah. we're doing it at the end of the month i think we did the end of the month january too i think we? so too maybe maybe we're finding a rhythm here <laughs> it's just gonna be end of every month yeah all right i like that uh, oh. so last month if you guys missed it uh didn't see the vod it got to the point where we had a banning uh two decks pretty much got banned in modern right, right before the pro tour uh, we had Splinter Twin and Amulet Bloom pace pretty much be null and void. Um, they banned Twin and they banned Summer Bloom. So we we got two decks basically banned out with like some of the stronger decks in Modern. Um, yeah. And we had a f uh, at least one event uh, leading up to the Pro Tour where people were trying to figure out what the meta is going to look like, how things are going to be looking. Um, then we had the Pro Tour, a couple so events since then. Um, and then there's some GPs and stuff like that coming up that we wanted to talk about. So, um, at least leading into the Pro Tour, um, there was an event that took place, uh, in Columbus. It was the classic, so like their Sunday event for Star City. Um, right. and the decks that you got to see, um, that were doing well, um, or, or a lot of the decks that I think we talked about um, right. that yeah. would be doing well. I mean, the the only maybe exception to that, like... These are actually all decks that we talked about, except for Scapeshift. Yeah, that's, I was like, that's the only one that I... Oh, and Jund. Okay, a Jund. Ah, so, okay. six of the top eight decks are all, all decks we, we pegged to be very good in this new meta. Mm -hmm. So, there's Infect, Burn... Burn Affinity are all linear aggro decks essentially. You know, you, or you know, Infect's kind of more of a combo deck, but it's like very, you know, they know what they want to do. They go into a game and they just do it. Yes. Um, these are good at punishing decks like Tron, which is kind of what we thought would be the big bad. Uh, and in this tournament, it kind of was. There were two top, two copies in the top mm -hmm. eight, so we got it right. A little. <laughs> we got it right go leading into the Pro Tour. Yeah. And then once the Pro Tour happened, we were completely wrong. But yeah, yeah like what we talked about, because we're like, all right, we, we, I think neither of us were expecting the results of the Pro Tour. No, I, I didn't see that one coming. No. I did um, not see the Eldrazi deck being that. No, and so the, the Eldrazi deck had been around a little bit. I think we did talk about it last yeah, so we, like, we talked about it, and I think we just said, you know, maybe this is a thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. 
It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a deck. It's like, oh, cool. It's another fun deck that you could play, more yeah. creature-based, and oh, look, it's got all this, like, graveyard interactions and processing and stuff like that. Cool. Jossie Temple's five bucks now. Crazy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, went, it went past that, actually, a little bit. <laughs> What's it up to now, actually? Uh, I don't know. I know they're buying them for five dollars on face-to-face. So, probably, like, a lot. <laughs> uh, Alright, the temple is $6.50. Alright. Uh, if you want a foil, it's like 15 bucks. So. I actually traded for a foil Eldrazi temple. Um, I traded a Shatterstorm for it. Wow. And not like the new Black Border one, the old one that's worth oh, like even better. 50 cents. Even better. We didn't realize, and two days later it spiked like real hard. <laughs> Victory. That was a pretty good trade for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, with our first event, pretty straightforward leading into it. Um, nothing that like exciting leading into the Pro Tour. Um, yeah. And Pro Tour comes around. <laughs> there was a few teams in particular that had... Like, Pro Tour is a really big deal where a lot of teams keep things very close to the chest and you yeah. know don't do much discussion. Uh, about what's going on and you know what decks they're going to play. Now there was a cool th story that I had heard from the Affinity players. Uh, a couple of the Affinity players from top teams all met together just mm -hmm. to discuss the most optimal way to be playing Affinity. Oh, cool! Um, and they're like, "We we promise we're not going to talk about any other decks that our team is playing. We're just going to go and basically have an talk Affinity boot camp, essentially." Um, and they. Like, I think most of the top decks were pretty much the same list, maybe one or two sideboard cards different, but it, yeah. it, they basically said this is the most optimal way to be playing Affinity currently, and this is, you know, and, and have that discussions with the players. So I thought that was pretty cool um, that, you know, Affinity players decided to do that. The, the, the There was essentially three different Eldrazi decks that came to the tournament. Right. Um, Channel Cut Fireball this. opted for the colorless version. Yeah, which it 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 was designed to just hose the rest of the field. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be everyone other than the Eldrazi Mirror. Yeah, because I I don't know if they realized that everyone figured this out. Like it, it it's not the most obvious deck. So I think it's kind of reasonable to think maybe they just didn't think there would be that much Eldrazi there. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, we'll just try to beat everyone else. Like, we'll beat the Burn decks, we'll beat the Infect decks. Yeah. And then the Eldrazi decks, well, we'll see what happens. And a big Well, they beat all the Infect and Burn. They did. And, and a big part of that is because they have four Channels of the Voids main board. They're running Simeon Spirit Guide so they can cheat them out. It, it was gross. Like, yeah, this this, this version of the list dirty. is gross. I mean, it runs three gut shot in the sideboard too. Like it's got two ratchet bomb main board, usually a ratchet bomb in the sideboard. They it's it's gross. <laughs> it's really interesting actually. Like the ratchet bombs, I think, are generally for the mirror. So maybe they did kind of see this coming and just thought that their version was best in the mirror. Yeah, I mean, they also yeah. like have the oblivion sowers and stuff like that, which help get in the mirror yeah. and everything. They're great um, in the mirror. So it's. Like, th this is the, the list that all the Channel Fireball was running in, and you could see that it did very well because, it, you know, we had some players place quite highly. Uh, they made top eight with it and everything. Yeah. Um, 
There's there's three colorless Eldrazi decks on the top eight. Yes. So almost half the top eight was colorless Eldrazi. That just that one specific type of Eldrazi, and I believe they were all on the same team. Yeah, yeah. Or they all they all made their decks together. Like they're they're just exactly the same. Well, so it's like we had Shuhei, um, LSV, and Ivan were the three colorless players. Yeah. Um, yeah, their their decks are all actually just absolutely identical. Yeah. So, yeah, they clearly work together. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't generally come to the same 75 working apart. So, yeah. you know, uh, putting one team putting three people in the top eight is... It's huge. They broke it. Like, they, yeah. they just did it. They just played what is probably the best deck. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the other Eldrazi decks are better, but just the Eldrazi deck in general. Putting four Ivu, getting four Eldrazi Temple in your deck, and then casting cards with them. Yeah. It's just the best thing to be doing at the Pro Tour. Yep. It's true. So there was another... Well, okay, there was two other Eldrazi lists, but really it was the colorless and the blue-red Eldrazi were the two... Two big ones. Big ones. Yeah. Um, and so the difference between this is it ran the Drowner of Hopes. Um, you know, the the Vile Adjugate there, which is, is pretty cool. It's got the Trample and, um, you know... Okay, so this one ran the Ruination Guide here, making your colorless yeah. guys stronger. The Sky Spawners... I, I think he just had a bunch of Battle for Zeneca draft. Like, <laughs> he just had some random cards from battle. I'm like, yeah, maybe these yeah, work. Let's see how this works. I mean, like, El- Sky Spawner's El- a good card, Sky- right? Uh, Sky Spawner's a great card. Eldrazi, Oblivigator uh, um, there is is awesome. It's 3 1. It's good. Steal a creature. So, yeah. until the end of turn. Like, th- this deck was pretty cool. Um,. The one that gets me is Vile Aggregate. Because it just does not look like a card that should be in any way playable in Modern. Yeah, like, it's three mana for an X5, where yeah. it's powers equal the number of colorless creatures you control. And it does ingest damage. So, or it does ingest. So when you deal yeah. damage to an opponent, uh, that player exiles the top card of his or her library. Entirely irrelevant. Um, I but, they... I mean, you, you have a lot of... This deck makes a lot of Scions. So yep. I can see why they felt like he would be a good guy to put in there. Plus, you know, five toughness is pretty relevant for the rest of the meta. Yeah, five toughness is a lot. I mean, you play against an Eldrazi deck, that thing's going to die. But every other deck, it's going to be like, well, I'm, I can't get through this right now. You can't gut shot it. That's <laughs> you can't gut shot it. Yeah. You can dismember it, which was the removal of choice for these Eldrazi decks. Yes. It. Uh, you might think that it's a black card. <laughs> But the dismember is actually a, it's a colorless card. card. That's all it is. It says for one mana, target creature dies. It's <laughs> for life. Mm-hmm. That's how this card works. Yep. Phyrexian mana, yay! <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Why was this ever printed? Oh, so but, good, so good. Kind of crazy. Yeah, I just I love that this deck has like Ruination Guide, Vile Aggregate, Sky Spawner, and like Endless One looks like a bad card too. Hmm. Well, Endless like, One is, is something that's run in every Eldrazi deck. Yeah. And initially, just, you think it does seem like a bad card, but then when you're like, all right, turn one, here's an Endless One for two, yeah. or, you know, turn two, here's an Endless One for four, or, or you know. <laughs> I it just, those turns that they get to go, Endless One, Mimic, Mimic, go. Yeah. Turn one, it's, it's just insane. Yeah. Like, Ivo can make so much mana in this deck. Um, and this deck is also playing uh, four Sculling Tarns. Yes. So you have to have a Pro Tour Top 8 with Sculling Tarns, or it's just not a Pro Tour Top 8. So, good job. <laughs> and, we were at El Jazi, you saved us. Yeah, this was also the list that was running the Gemstone Caverns. 
Right, that's so cool. I love Genstone Cavern. I don't know why people don't do this more. Like, just, like, random Genstone Cavern. <laughs> I think it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. I, For anyone who doesn't know, essentially, Gemstone Cavern lets you be on the play when you're on the draw. So, yes. if it's in your opening hand and you're not playing first, you could just begin the game with it in play with a luck counter on it. Um, and if it has a luck counter on it, you can make any kind of mana you want. Um, and to put this into play, you have to exile a card from your hand. So... Yeah. It's card disadvantage, you know, you're two for one yourself, but your opponent's not drawing, and then you do draw, so you're actually just, essentially you were on the play. Yeah, essentially. And then you're just, just, that's really You're good. just like, okay, cool, here's my second land, what's up? <laughs> yeah, especially, uh, is this deck running Spirit Guides? This deck's not running Sandy no, Spirit Guides. Uh, yeah, not this one. No, not the blue-red one. Uh, the colorless one is running Spirit Guides for their, um, what do you call them, Chalice of the Void, and just like playing Reality Smasher on turn three or whatever. Actually, you can do it on turn two. That's just so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the blue-red deck more. I think it's cooler. Um, yeah, it definitely... It, it, you, when we saw the tournament, this deck did better versus yeah. the colorless version. It was better in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sweet that they get to play three Stubborn Annihils on their sideboard. Yeah. Just like it's so easy to get the, the Ferocious turned on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the games are over so quick, even if it's just Horse Spike on something, yeah, it's usually going to be good enough. I also liked um, our, our uh, the t- Tomb of the Spirit Dragon that some people were running in theirs. Oh, cool. Um, so you gain life for each colorless creature. Yeah. And you have all, all colorless creatures, so you're going to yeah, be gaining creatures. life. Especially if it gets locked up in the mirror where you both are sitting here and like, alright, I've got four creatures, you got four creatures, we can't do anything right now. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to activate Tomb. And, Gain and, four turn. Yep. That's pretty good. Um, so the other decks besides the Eldrazi's... Oh, actually, we have one more Eldrazi to discuss, right, and that's Frank's. Yeah, um, Frank's list. Which he made by himself. He did. He was not on a team, guys. No. He was he was sitting there grinding away. Yep. He went on Magic Online. <laughs> this um, is what he came up with. He did the processor version. Uh, so it's got the Drowners, like the red-blue version. Uh, but some of the difference here is it's kind of a mix of the old school Eldrazi that we saw where that was like the mono black processing version with like Wasteland Stranglers Relics or the Claws in there um, but he's added in the Scrabbling Claws yeah, Drowner of Hope and World Breaker as his kind of additional power into his deck mm-hmm. um, so he doesn't have any removal in the main board basically he's just going to say I'm going to be able to throw down these huge creatures and use Drowner of Hope to tap down your team. Um, or I could be able to use, like, World Breaker and, you know, just exile certain things and, you know, do, do some crazy stuff. Kill you with Reality Smashers. Um, Blight Herder's great because you get, um, you know, a bunch of uh, Scions again. So it's like just makes a whole bunch of Scions. It's really what he's trying to do with, with this version of the deck. Yeah, like you said, this is a lot closer to the older version, which I do think the newer version is better, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's still fun to see the old the old ways. Um, I, I like Relic of Progenitus, particularly. Yes. I think one of the ways you can lose this deck to a non-Eldrazi deck is something like a black-green deck, Thoughtseize and a Tarmogoyf, and this mm. just helps you not die to that. Yeah. I, I do like that a lot. Um, you know, versus, like, Burn or Infect or whatever, you don't really have to worry about those matchups too much. Just because, like, it looks like they're just really good for you. Especially yeah. Burn. I think Burn just cannot beat Eldrazi. Um, so you, you kind of want to shore up where you can lose. And also just, 
you know, Relic is mostly free to play. Just, yeah. you know, cycles at worst. So it was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main draw here over the normal one is something like you get to play World Breaker, which I think is great. Yeah. I really like World Breaker. I think you should have more. Um, and if you are making all these signs and stuff, like you're just going to be able to place more World Breakers anyway. So right, right. I, I would like more of those, but... You know, this is a, a a list he came up with on his own, like pre Pro Tours. So maybe he he boards into more or changes his deck to have more. Yeah, um, he said he was doing a lot of uh, testing and working with Melissa as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I so, would assume so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is it was cool that he, you know somebody that kind of didn't have a team was doing all this practice by himself. Yeah. Doing the streaming. First Pro Tour made top eight. Especially since, like, he had to defer, right? Like, his original Pro Tour invite, he qualified, and then Melissa, who, I, I don't know if they're married or what, um, she went to work in R&D, and they're like, well, I guess he can't play in the Pro Tour now. So, <laughs> he thought he just wasn't going to get to play. Um, her her stay in R&D stopped, and they're like, all right, you can come play now. So, <laughs> they, they gave him a special invite to come play, which I think is really great, like, mm-hmm. I was very happy for him when he qualified, just because he's a likable person. Like, yeah. if you watch the commentary he does, he's just good. Yeah, it's just fun. To, it looks like he's a fun guy to hang out with. So, you know, I was pretty happy. And, and to see him top eight without a team, like, just the, the deck that he made is really cool. Yeah. So, I like this story a lot. <laughs> um, so, the other decks that made our top eight were... <laughs> Affinity. Affinity, guys. Affinity. Um... <laughs> Yeah. So, so we kind of called it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really it needed something quick that could try to keep up with the Eldrazi deck. and, and um, yep. there, the, If you watch any of the top eight coverage, there were some matches where they're like, all right, here's the Chalice. You know, have fun mm-hmm. dealing with this. Um, yeah. And that, you know, really hurt uh, to watch. But, like, the, the Affinity players tried, and they put up some good fights there to, to make it work, but one of the things that you can notice between these lists is the fact that they're all running Master of Ethereum um, and all running yeah. four of for these these lists. Huh. Um, so there is some, some difference between who's running ThoughtCast um, main board and who's not. Um, so, like, Pascal's list was running Stubborn Nile instead in his yeah. main, um, and he had all of his ThoughtCast um, in the sideboard, while Patrick's list ran the Thoughtcast main, and he still had some uh, in the sideboard there. So, man, I just I like Thoughtcast. I play. I, I was talking to you earlier, um, right before the show, about how I've been playing Popper. Yeah. And uh, there's an affinity that can Popper that just runs four main deck because you get to run the artifact lands. Oh yeah. See the sign on and stuff. They're mm-hmm. not banned. And the man Thoughtcast is just such a nightmare because it's always one mana to draw to. Yeah. Which is an insane rate. Like, it's not Ancestral, but it's close. Right. It's one card off. Um, I think one mana Divination would be a modern staple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you know, if it were easier to play. So I, I just always want to run Thoughtcast. Like, is it crazy that I just see two and I'm like, why isn't it four? <laughs> why don't I just draw more <laughs> cards? <laughs> I, 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 I've seen a couple of lists running at least three right now. Yeah. Um... I, I think I'm wrong. But it just like it. But it's, that's it how feels it good to be able head. to run it. This, yeah. I mean, another thing to note too is, um, you know, they don't have the Galf Blast in this in these lists. 
Yeah, that's so interesting because that was one of the cards I really liked in Affinity. I, I like I, I know a lot of people still like them um, and, and run them uh, in their main board and stuff, but th it could also be a fact that maybe these players <laughs> knew of the fact that there was going to be Eldrazi running around and go that much. Four I think mana everyone is not going to kill anything that I wanted to, or yeah. four damage is not going to be killing what I needed to. I think everyone knew Eldrazi was a deck. Mm. Like, it, it was pretty obvious that it was strong. I think we just didn't know how strong. Yeah. So the question is how, you know, how far did you go? And we see one, these both these decks have one Gutshot. And Gutshot is a card that's actually only good versus Eldrazi. No, it's and, good against... Uh, oh, what else is it good versus? Like, Infect? Infect? Yeah. Okay, sure. It was mainly for Eldrazi. But yes, yeah, 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 sorry. Because you need to do something early enough to not die to their, um, their like, triple... Their Mimics. <laughs> Yeah, triple mimic draws when they just put them all in play. And Gutshot was like one of the only good ways to do it. Um, so clearly they knew about the deck coming in and wanted to have some kind of sideboard slots for it. Yeah. I just think they could have had more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, if it's this big of a deal, like it's just kind of um, the best deck. And if you if you called it to be the best deck, I think more Gutshots would have been good. Yeah. Or, or something similar. Uh, I do like the Gerper Aether Grid. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I guess I saw this in a Grand Prix. It combined with uh, Ensnaring Bridge. <laughs> oh, for so you the, just can't get attacked, and the, then you. Um, pick yeah, I was like, I was like the um, Lantern Control decks run it. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. In, in the main board, they've got that along with all their artifacts. Yeah, that makes stuff. sense. But I, I, I hate this card as an Infect player because. Oh yeah, I bet <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's the actual worst. It doesn't even trigger uh, Wild Defiance. It doesn't. That's the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I got Wild Defiance in place. You can't Lightning Bolt, my guys, but you can just tap two of yours to ping it. That's mm -hmm. so rude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think LSV was the one who said this, and I, I completely agree with him. One of the reasons to play that deck, the uh, the Lantern Control deck, is I think it just has a great matchup for Seldrazi. It, uh, and, and Sam Black played it at the Pro Tour, and he's been playing it at okay. the Modern uh, Circuit for Star City and stuff like that recently. Yeah. Um, and he's been really enjoying it. So That was a deck, from my experience, I thought was just bad. It's like, it, Originally, I don't think it's very good. Because I, I feel like if you know the cards that are important, and you just you deal with them appropriately... You, you have to be a really yeah. good player to play land and control. Um, that's also true. <laughs> like, because like you have to know the cards that are you want your opponent right. to be able to have. You have to be able to kind of understand the matchups really, really well. But you also have to be able to play quick enough because a lot of times you're going to be going to time. Right, because the deck's so slow. The deck is really slow, so you've got to be able to make certain plays and see certain lines quicker than than other people sometimes. And it's it's a it's a good deck. I mean, Sam Blacksman. <laughs> Uh, placing very highly, he was in. A, he was one of our players that made top uh, sixteen or top thirty-two, I think, with with it at the Pro Tour. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I think it's really good right now. I didn't yeah. like it before, but I think it's you know it's definitely just an option. Yeah. If you look at it, like half your matchups are going to be Eldrazi. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's it's close to that. <laughs> so well, at might, least at least day like, two it is. Day one, you might have some more variety, and and that's what a lot of people like. There's a big outcry right now, uh, and a lot of of the professional players have been complaining on Twitter and like, 
I don't even want to go to the next GP for Modern because there's so much Eldrazi and I don't, it's not fun and this and that. And then, like, some other players are coming back and saying, well, you know, I just played at this Open and I faced it once day one. Yeah. But then again, you look at, like, day two metas where, like, there's 64 players make day two and 31 of the decks are Eldrazi and yeah. 20 out of the top 32 are Eldrazi. It's like... Okay, you, you might have a variety for day one, but then when it gets to day two, you're guaranteed playing Eldrazi a bunch. Yeah, it just it's an unhealthy format. Which is kinda sad. Like that that about it isn't good. So I think, you know Yeah. We'll probably see something, whether that's like a metagame shift or a ban. Right. I don't I, I think it's probably a ban. I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but yeah. I think like there's decks that can beat this, like that blue moon deck. Very close to top eight. I guess you might as well just look at that now. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's pop over to our, our other list. It's actually something that was from, I think, the second Modern Pro Tour. This is the one that um, Sean McLaren won. Uh, I'll try to find it here. But it's Blue Moon, and the idea here is, you know, it's a Snapcaster deck. So there's four Blood Moons main deck. I think the creatures that he was running were four Snapcasters and two P and Kiernalars. And then other than that, his creatures were um, actually just batter skulls. So really, really in on that plan of um, kind of controlling the early game and then winning with a big threat mm -hmm. and trying to land a Blood Moon early. I think that's just like, that's thing number one. Yes. You know, turn one, you want to fetch for your island and then cast your Serum Visions. I can't actually find it. It was the deck that was nine. Um, I mean, because... Could be all right. There's a Mardu list, Abzan Company. Ah, okay, I found it. It's in the okay. 21 through 33 or 23 match points. Okay, cool. Um, let me pull it up here. Uh, it was also the list um, that if you guys played the Gauntlet, it was the the same list that was for yeah. the Pro Tour Gauntlet, which was a lot of fun. Did you play any of that? I didn't actually play any of it. I wanted to, but I just oh. never really had a, like, a good chance to do it. Oh, I played so much of it. <laughs> yeah. I, there, there was, there was one deck on there that I thought was just horrible, but the rest of them I thought were fun and good to play. Yeah. Um, but So here's basically yeah. the Blue Moon list. And you've a couple of, of players have been trying this since the Eldrazi have come around. Um, but like you said, like it's got the snaps, P and Cure in there. Yeah. Um, First lightning's pretty cool because um, you know you could be able to uh, deal four damage to it if you kick. So if you draw it late game, it can do some work. Or just shocking mm. somebody off kills off a lot of stuff for just two damage. It's um, definitely not as good as lightning bolt, but yeah. when you want to play seven lightning bolts, mm -hmm. I think this is probably the next best choice. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what would be better. Really, it's, it's like the, the deck is is a dirtle deck until you get a batter skull. Um, right. And that's kind of how you win. Sometimes you can just win from like Snapcaster Beats or uh, Pia and using the Thopter tokens and just boltings and doing things yeah. like that. But Batter Skull really is the list. And I, I've got this deck uh, three times on the Gauntlet. And one time okay. I, I switched it up. I don't remember what card I switched up, but I, I did some adjusting and brought in Click in the main board instead of keeping it. In. So I think I switched a Pia for a Click. Okay. What I did. Um, and, and I like that, doing that better, just be, mm -hmm. you know, having a three, one flyer and swinging in is pretty good. I can strip people's hands and, yeah. you know, so I liked having that as an extra way to help win with the deck, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun deck. 
Um, yeah, it's a really cool deck. I think if you're if you want to play a Snapcaster deck, this is kind of just where you have to be right now, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks because then you need four Blood Moons, <laughs> which are hella expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I guess you also need like Tarns and stuff like that. But presu- right. I'm assuming you already have that if you were like playing Splinter Twin or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like this deck, and I like the idea of playing Sna- um, Vendillion Click Main. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought like. Some other win con would be good. I don't know what it is. Um, it's not. It's not a Delver deck. When I had the list, I the other thing you could bring in is the Karanos. Okay, cool. Um, like a one of yeah, just a one of. Um, yeah. Some people have done it main. Some have had it sideboard and bring it in. Like it's slow, uh, yeah. but the deck itself is a slow deck. Yeah, so. exactly. You're you're really looking to just control. Right. Like, this is a control deck. It's got Blood Moon, which is essentially just like a shutdown card for certain decks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's technically Blue Moon. The, the original Blue Moon deck, I think, was more tempo-based, but yeah, yeah. this one's just like a straight-up control deck. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of instants. Almost all of them are removal or counter spells. Yeah. Actually, all of them are. And then very few threats. So, you know, you just want to you just want to own the game. You want to say what people are allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do, and then eventually kill them with, you know, the Batter Skull or the P and Cure Nolar. I, I do like another threat, though. I think Vendillion Click is a really good one. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of wondering why he didn't have one main. It just seems so obvious, like, just one click main. Yeah, but I guess, I guess like, so because, you you know, sometimes you just need blockers. <laughs> sure. Um, and just a little bit extra delay, so maybe that's why he just decided to go for the three over the two and one. Yeah. Uh, but maybe looking back, he might make that change, but, like, because... I, I played it, and I liked having the two-in-one mm-hmm. split and just having the extra Pira in the sideboard, and then if I really need more guys to gum up the board, then I'll bring in and switch it up. So. Especially when P and Kirin are, are legendary as well. Mm-hmm. So three is kind of the max that you would want. I like two for legendaries. Like, I really don't want to have to legend rule myself. <laughs> or, or, you know, essentially legend rule myself by having one in play and then having a dead card in my hand. Yeah. It is nice that there are two-two, so... If you do flood out on them, they're pretty likely to die. Right. But it's still not, like, a great feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that was, like, another cool deck um, that was that was uh, through the top list. Uh, there are some zoo lists in there, some burn. Oh, so that brings up the other uh, list, other zoo mm-hmm. list. Uh, Suicide Zoo. Okay, you mean Death the, Shadow. the Death Shadow deck? Yeah. Yeah. This is actually like a combo deck now. Like looking at it, the what they did is they just threw the Become Immense Team or Battle Rage combo in their deck. Yeah. Like it's pretty crazy. I think it's cool. <laughs> I mean so it's basically very similar to the zoo list. Like here it's got some Goyce in there, it's got Nicodles, uh Swift Spears, Goblin Guides. But you also are running this Death Shadow, which is a one black for a 13-13, but he gets minus X, minus X, where X is your life total. So you're mm-hmm. running the street race in there, so you can cycle them by paying life. You can Gataxian Probe by paying life. You can Thought Seize by paying life. You've got Mutagenics to pay life. Um, I don't you think it runs yourself. any basics. No. So it's all Fetch and Shocks. Yeah. Um, so, you, yeah, you can Bolt yourself if need be. <laughs> if you, like, there's... <laughs> the, it, it's a... Definitely a unique deck, and I didn't get a play with this deck um, mm. or against it during the Gauntlet, so I'm not sure how you know well it is. But it, it it's clearly mm. something that people placed high 
uh, if they got 21 or or 23 uh, match yeah. points uh, for the Pro Tour with it. So, yeah, that's that's a good result. Like seven match wins out of mm-hmm. uh, how many do you get? It's four in each day, right? I think so. So they went seven and one in modern. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would be okay with that result. <laughs> That's yeah. That's definitely good enough to get a top eight, you know, based on your um, your draft. So this is a good deck. Um, I'm a little sad because I traded a set of Death Shadows for like four bucks each, and now they're way more than that. Ooh. But I guess that's how it goes. <laughs> that what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, I I just really like that this deck is. It's kind of offbeat mm-hmm. compared to what you would think of with Magic, like all fetch shock base like there's yeah. a single basic in the deck not so they don't even care like you can pat them pat the exile is just better than swords to plowshares versus deck yes <laughs> which is kind of crazy <laughs> so but yeah they're, they're just they just really want to do that life to themselves and even just running um this is something i've thought of for burn before but just running four good taxium probes mm-hmm. they don't have blue mana they just what? it's always pay to draw a card look at your hand and you know, they just get to run less cards in their deck, essentially. Same as Street Race. Like, they just they get to run a 52-card deck. Yeah. Which is why they can play 17 lands. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Mishra's Bobble is free. Yeah. Mishra's so, Bobble's in there is pretty cool. Yeah. That, that's the one that kind of confused me. Why do you think Mishra's Bobble's in this deck? Is it just run those cards? Like, they want a 48-card deck or what? Yeah, I get, like, you, you have the basically one cycling ability. Um, it also triggers prowess on your swift spears sure um and yeah. so that's just like a n- little extra thing you could do is like all right here's my mistress bobble here's my gataxian probe that's yeah. two triggers for my swift spear uh oh i got a mutagenic off this draw boom mutagenic i'll pay two more another trigger and then like team or battle rage and just get them yeah like you could do some some stuff with it sometimes you just get people yeah. it's a good feeling <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that happens yeah, uh, so this is a cool deck. I, I would definitely, if I had all these cards, which I actually just like have everything except those Death Shadows now. But uh, <laughs> if I had all these cards, I would probably play it. <laughs> wow, yeah. Why did I trade those? <laughs> I would be two Goblin Guides short. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Um, Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, so another thing, like, fringe-wise, there was an ad nauseum player that was running Laboratory Maniac main board. Yeah. You know. Fun. Um, Laboratory elves. Maniac and Four Spirit guys. Yeah. True base. Elves was was up there. There was a Delver list here and there. Um, some cord list. Um, there was a Through the Breach Scape Shift list. Whoa, Rix um, is Delver. Yeah. He actually went seven matches with this. Apparently. I that's okay. I want to look at this deck now. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. So. I just did not expect a Delver deck to be good enough right now, but... I don't think it there. is. Um, he just got, got lucky. I think it, a part of it might have that he got lucky, and yeah. maybe he was facing down, you know, some of the Death Shadow lists. Maybe he was facing down some of the Infect lists, like, you know... Took a draw turn or first round and just got weird matchups. It could be. Like, I, I, like, I just don't feel that the list is as, like the deck is as strong as it was last meta. Yeah, I agree. Like, I played Bug Delver at my last F&M, mm-hmm. got crushed by Eldrazi, <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I just don't think Delver's where you want to be right now. Trying to, 
you know, land this threat and then interact with your Eldrazi opponents just is not a winning battle. Right, and and a lot of times your your Delver is not going to flip. Like, yeah, we don't we don't have the the easy ways to to make sure our Delver flips like Legacy does. Yeah, yeah, we, like so many of those cantrips just aren't here. So you're kind of relying on Serum Visions, mm -hmm. which is a you know fine card, but that means the earliest you can do like assure a flip if you assume there's uh, instant restore truth in your top two is turn three. Yeah. You have to play your Delver turn one, turn two you cast Cataxian Probe, turn three you flip your Delver. Mm -hmm. That's the best case scenario. <laughs> yeah. For flipping with Serum Visions, you could just blind flip. Right, and that's that can happen. Yeah. It's I mean it's less than fifty percent. Like this is a twenty eight instant slash sorcery deck, mm -hmm. so um, it's not even like you know you're gonna do it all the time. In Legacy, you you know you run less lands. I think they run like seventeen lands in Legacy, somewhere around there, seventeen or eighteen. So I guess the same amount. Yeah, but you also get to run just like a bunch of cantrips if you want. So it's you know you get to stack and and they run less creatures as well. I think. So I don't know. This is a cool deck though. Like this is something to try post ban probably. Yeah. Like I, I think decks like this are cool. Like the tempo aggro deck or tempo control. You just get your threat down and then I don't know, mana leak all their plays or you yeah. know command their guys. So it's a cool deck. He's running. Uh... Two blood moons in the sideboard as well. Oh yeah, I think that's kind of necessary, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's probably the only way to beat Eldrazi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, maybe, like turn one Delver on the play can still beat like any deck in Magic ever. Yeah, it's the same. Like Thoughtseize and Tarmogoyf can beat any deck in Magic ever. <laughs> if it's you know a good Thoughtseize and then Tarmogoyf lives, you know, the, the there's definitely issues with this plan. <laughs> mm. A, you have to have it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. B, it has to live. So it can be tough, but, you know, turn on Delver, flipping it, and then just, like, remand and mana like all their spells. That's still a good plan. Yeah. You know, you, you gotta get there, but you <laughs> do. <laughs> all power to you. <laughs> um, Alright, so looking through the rest of the stuff, there was, like, a Mardu mid range list that's, like. Yeah, there's, like, these Angel Core decks. Right. Just. They're, like,. Pod. Yeah, yeah. Pod They're actually pod. just pod decks without pod. Mm -hmm. um, Alright, so there there was a couple of the Grizzlebrand decks, or the Gorios Vengeance list. Yeah, Gorios um, Vengeance Reanimator. Yeah, so the, the list that I think is the one that you should be playing is the one that, if for whatever reason you want to play this list, um, is really the one that's running green. Um, mm. And, and it, for World Spine Worm and... Um, to be able to use your uh, nourishing shawl, um, so you can just gain a bunch of life and still be in it. Because there's going to be times where you're going to sit here and go, "Well, I wish I could cast Grizzlebrand, but you're an aggro deck, and I just need a little bit, you know, one extra turn or something." This helps you out. Um, there was a list that was there that was not running it and was running blue instead for you know some extra draws and stuff, and it ran Jace, um, which I've seen versions that are kind of four color in that regard. Right. Um, but I, I think if you want to run Jace, that's a great because the loot is cool. You got to flip them. You got to cast some of your spells again. But you still need to be running Nourishing Shoal and World Spine Worm. I think yeah. it's, it's a must for this deck. I do like the, the Nourishing Shoal World Spine. Remember, I, I saw this deck at Grand Prix Vancouver mm -hmm. like two years ago now. Oh my <laughs> or, gosh. no, I guess it was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A year and a bit. Um, 
th I think th this is like before it became well known. Mm -hmm. And the guy pulled out his deck list and showed it to me, and it was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. This is like post crushing me super yeah. one sided. Yeah. It's just an awful matchup for John, which is what I was playing, obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> it felt really bad. <laughs> and then he pulls out this list. This is just so cool. <laughs> it's it's very similar to this. It's Knight's Whisper, Faithless, Faithless Looting, excuse me, um, to draw. There was no blue in the deck. Mm -hmm. um, so no Serum Visions or anything like that. But yeah. is pretty much the version that everyone played... I can't remember exactly what they changed. I think it was something like adding spirit guides oh, okay. was part of what changed the deck. And yeah, yeah. So you know, he had it. He had it pretty close. So I saw this. I was I was prepared when we uh, when we started seeing it. But I think man, I like the blue. That's my point here. Mm -hmm. I, I was trying to say that, and I just didn't know how. I like the blue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the serum's great. Having is it charm is great. Um, yeah. And, and, I like using charm a lot. You know. I think this deck's or the card's just so versatile. Mm -hmm. Like all the modes are good for you. Yeah. Kill your I don't know. Kill your snapcaster or something. Mm -hmm. Counter a thing and loot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Draw two pitch two is really good when you don't really care about your hand size. Yeah. Which uh, this deck doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um. All right. So like those are a couple of the the list. Again, there was. A lot of like yeah, there's like some and stuff. there's some Jund and Absent around too, but mm -hmm. not very much. Right, it's mostly Eldrazi. <laughs> right, and that and that was the that was the big thing that blew up Modern. Uh, after that, we had a a change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would I would say that's a good word for it. <laughs> yeah, so we had at least one Star City event since. Uh, since then for modern um, and uh, actually this is the one I want it, our top 8 um, did have some Eldrazi it wasn't as, as like here's 6 out of our top 8 are Eldrazi like the Pro Tour um, yeah only half the top 8 was Eldrazi yeah, <laughs> just 4 out of the 8 yeah. um, and then we had 2 affinities in there uh, a Kiki Chord because Jeff is playing and a Merfolk um, and Merfolk has been something people have been trying to play to deal with Eldrazi, and some some of them were having some success with it. Like Spreading Seas, Seas Claim, yeah. shuts you off your lands. You've got... Uh, a lot of them are also running white again. Uh, some people have tried the mm -hmm. Mono Blue list. Some are running the white for Path, and um, just, you know, ways to help interact with, with the Eldrazi Menace, essentially, because that is now... They're... they're the deck in modern. Um, yeah, it's the deck to beat. People are yeah. essentially saying, okay, what can I do to beat it? And in ways, some fringe decks are going to be better now. Right, if they're, like, land destruction or something. Yeah. Just like, randomly is good. <laughs> like, there's there's some decks out there. Like, Lantern Control has never been, like, a, a top tier. Yes, it's run a GP. It's, it's done right. well at events. But it's never something that you're, like... I'm gonna be seeing Lantern Control all day, all the time. Yeah, no. Yeah. But now it's it it is a better deck. It's a it's a reasonable deck, like, yeah. Like I I can't fault someone for playing it right now. Mm -mm. It's just a good choice for Steel Drowsy, and I you know it, it won a GP before Eldrazi, so clearly it has good matchups elsewhere. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. The the other thing is Eldrazi has shifted too in 
the right. decks. As you can see, like the colorless list is not really there anymore. People mm. have been trying the, the you blue, know, white, blue red, red, green, but really it's been determined that blue white is the color list that you want to run. Yeah. Um you you get Path to Exile, which is a great card in every Snake. matchup pretty much. Um but the the big thing is you're you're running like the sky spawners in there, uh the drowner of hopes, these kind of guys. Yeah. Um you know, Thought Knots, Reality Smashers, the normal stuff, but it also has got Displacers, which is three mana for a 3-3, three, three, and you can pay three mana and exile target creature returns to the battlefield tapped under its owner control. I think you meant white for a 3-3. Three, three. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? I don't know. It's, uh... <laughs> um, but basically, it, it interacts with the Sky Spawners and the Drenners of Hope, here, let yeah. me get more mimics out. It also lets you potentially strip your opponent's hand a second time with Thought Knot Seer because you can sit there and say, okay, uh, Thought Knot leaves the battlefield, draw a card, he's going to enter the battlefield, now we got to look at your hand and steal something again. Yeah. Um, it also interacts in the mirror matchup because you can blink out their endless ones and then they come back as zero zeros. That is so brutal. Um, <laughs> Just so strong. I, I think... Yeah, this card's just really cool. It's the only white card other than Path to Exile that I see. Oh, there's um, Rest in Peace and Stony Silence and Worship in the sideboard. Right, this is the crazy part. Yeah, so Worship is, is the new anti-Eldrazi sideboard. Yeah. <laughs> so, because Eldrazi can't really kill all the creatures. They can kill a couple creatures, but you know, this deck has seven removal spells total. So, not going to be able to kill everything. If you play Worship, which is a four-mana enchantment, it's three and a white... If you control a creature, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. Mm -hmm. So you can't die if you have a creature out. And, you know, like we said, we look at the creature count, 28, and the removal spell count, 7. Yeah. There's probably going to be creatures in play. Mm -hmm. um, like, even, even just the Scion works. Yeah. So, Worship is actually just, you cannot kill me in this matchup. Yeah. And we I saw did. a really crazy game where one player had Worship and... The board stalled, and each player had... I think each player had a Displacer out. So they were just flickering their Sky Spawners and Drowners, and I think they got to, like, 130-some Scions on one side. Oh, yep, I do remember seeing that on Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> this is a pretty ridiculous game. I would definitely advise you to go watch just the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can watch the whole match if you want. It's a, <laughs> it's a fine match. It, it showcased the Eldrazi matchup <laughs> where yeah. you play... Uh, where you play lands that make two mana. But this one match was just really insane, and, and this is what Worship is going to do, I guess. Yeah, it's it's jumped up to, like, 13 bucks now. Like, really, the only list and decks that used to run it before Eldrazi was, like, black-white tokens. But they ran it? Uh, so some of them did in the sideboard to help against Tron, or uh, not Tron, uh, to, against Twin. Okay. Um, right, because they don't kill all your guys. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That was the Here. only other time that I've ever seen people run Worship leading into now Eldrazi Modern. Well, it's a good thing it was printed in Urza's Saga, 9th edition, 8th edition, 7th edition. It's been around. There's a lot of it, Yeah, so. it's been around. So at least it's got enough printing so that it's not just, like, insanely expensive. Hey, it's an arcade postcard. There you go. <laughs> um, another interesting fact to this deck and the sideboard is uh, Vesuva. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um so sweet. <laughs> Which, again, is like a mirror matchup card. Yeah. Oh, it um, totally is. You, you sit there and you go, oh, I don't have any temples, but you do? 
Thank you for the Eldrazi Temple. Or I don't have an eye right now and you do? Cool, thank you for that. It's really nice when you get to copy the eye because it just makes the mana that turn anyway. Mm -hmm. um, like, I didn't tap for mana. Unless you have Urborg out, in which case, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, Stop <that>. cheating. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> you can't tap that card. Like, it makes three mana now? You know how many lands are that make three mana? None. It's None. too good. Like, two's already too much. <laughs> Um, so this is probably the list that you're going to be seeing a lot more if you go to events. Yeah. Um, this seems to be where everyone's kind of in agreement. This is kind of where you want to be. Some of the colorless players still like that because they, you know, it's positioned well versus rest of the field. Um, right. Chalice is just rude, and sometimes you like to lock people out of the game. I mean, you could just put Chalice in this deck if you want. You could, but you don't get to play it, you know first turn for free yeah I, I guess you'd have to drop like path or something in which case like why are you playing white yeah 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 i don't want chalice in this deck never mind I like never it. mind <laughs> <laughs> i'm just a fool <laughs> <laughs> so that is something that, to keep in mind guys when you're running around the tournament circuit is the blue white eldrazi is now the list to to look at yeah. um and keep an eye out too because uh joe lissette um has updated his Tron list and it's now green-white. Oh, really? For Path to Exile. Huh. Um, I still think Tron is just an unplayable deck. Still I, would, I think so too, but like he's he's playing well with it. Hmm. Um, I guess um, he's just trying to beat everyone else and like pray that the Eldrazi deck doesn't do well. Yeah. I don't know. So, so just that. a little bit. <laughs> Tron isn't really that strong, and you're not going to see very much of it. There's going to be the players that are like, this is my deck, I'm always going to play this I deck. Play um, so just, you know, be aware of it. Eldrazi Tron. Alright, we need to look at the ninth place deck. Oh, oh yes. So basically, <laughs> Eldrazi Tron, if you guys haven't seen this list, it says, you know what's great? Tron lands are great. You know what's great? Eldrazi's great. Let's combine the two and I just be pulls. able to cast everything that I'd want to. Um, so it's like the creature base is pretty straightforward here. Thought knots, reality smashers, oblivion sowers, endless ones, mimics. But its top end is Kozilek and Ulamog. So a little bit different right. than the other list because it can ramp into them because it runs mm -hmm. all the Urza lands, mines, power plants, um, towers. Runs the eyes, runs the temples. It's it's gross. Um, Expeditions, you know, those kind of things. Also runs all his dust. Um, yeah. Which I was like, oh, why do you run it main board? Because there's probably going to be a lot of Eldrazi. But I guess for the rest of the, the decks, it, it works out well. But you have to think that all his dust is also an Eldrazi card. So. Yeah, it totally is. It says Eldrazi right on it. Yeah, so Temple taps for two to help pay for it. I reduces its cost by two. Oh, gross. <laughs> So it's a it's a three mana exile. Well, the East player sacks all colored permanents he or she controls. Three mana one sided wrath. Come on. Yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> so, so that's a thing, guys. Yeah. Gross. Uh, that is just crazy. Uh, this deck is just nuts. That's what I've learned. I don't I don't think the the Tron version is as good. Like. Uh, part of the reason Tron is playable is because you can find your lands with, like, Sylvan's Crying and stuff, and they're not doing that here. He's kind of just helping to lock out, but... 
I mean, yeah. he got ninth, so clearly, he, you know, he got there. <laughs> well, it's like it's it, really if you have a temple um, or an eye, and then you just have a Tron land, it's all right because you can start right. casting a bunch of your stuff, and then you're hoping right. to get some good land draws off Oblivion Tower because he's running a four of. Right. Uh, and he's really just going to gum up the board with, with Oblivion Solars and Endless Ones and stuff until he gets into a Thought Knot, a Reality Smasher. And if he doesn't kill you with one of those, he's like, oh, okay, now I've got 10 mana. Here's Ulamog. And, you know, he's he's still playing the Mimics and Endless Ones and stuff, so he yeah. can... That early game, he doesn't just entirely lose it to the other Eldrazi decks. Right, right. So maybe this is just a good mirror deck for... For the ability to cast Kozilek and Ulamog. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you get to cast Ulamog, that's, that's really good. That means, Ulamog ends games, guys. Yeah, just straight up. Ulamog, you know, Kozilek does as well. Mm -hmm. um, if you just get to cast those in a mirror matchup, and they don't cast something of similar quality, which the other Jaws and just can't cast that, Yeah, you're probably winning. 10-10, mm -hmm. indestructible, exile, top 20 guy. <laughs> <laughs> How many taxes does it take one of the Ulamog? Really, like two? Yeah. Maybe? Usually one? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's pretty real. That, that's pretty sweet. I'm, I'm kind of coming around here on this deck. Yeah. I like it for the uh, for the mirror. Yeah, I, I, but uh, you look through the top 16, and like I was talking about, this oh, was the event where blue, blue, blue. 20 out of the top 32 decks were Eldrazi lists. Of some variation. Most yeah. of them are, are the blue-red, blue-white. We had the Tron one there. Like, there's the Infinity or... scattered in here. Colorless version. Yeah. But again, like, we keep looking. Here's Bant Eldrazi, which some people were trying for the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so the Bant list is, is similar. Um, it's running, like, the Sky Spawners. It's running the Displacers, Drowners. Um, I think it's just the blue-white deck, but they also have World Breaker. Yeah. That's, I think that's the only green card. That's pretty much. Um, so... But, I mean, I already talked about it. I think Worldbreaker's a great card. Mm -hmm. um, I guess the other version of Eldrazi we had was green-red. So this one took fourth. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, what I like about this one is it, it's actually just so favored against pretty much everything else in the format of an Eldrazi. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're expecting to not see too, too much Eldrazi day one, say you hit it, like, twice of your nine matches, um, you can still beat it. Like, uh, I think he beat an Eldrazi deck in the top eight. Um, but if you play against, you know, some creature deck, you get four Kozlex returns and the ability to flash them back with your four World Breakers. Yeah. And I think that's it. I guess if you cast Endless One for seven, mm. it can also do that. So there's eight ways to flash it back. Um, I, I just think that's so strong. Like, just getting to deal five to everything is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. I thought Kozlek's Return was too good when I originally saw it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was too good for Standard. I think it's right for Modern, but... You know, you really need to be able to take advantage of it if you want to go full-blown. Like, I'm actually playing it in, um... The Standard deck I'm playing is just Jund, obviously. <laughs> of course. Because those Why are the cards not? that I own. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I actually have that Blue-Red Prowess deck, too. That's really sweet. Oh, okay. Um... I'm just playing these just for the front end. Like, that's how good it is. Mm -hmm. I, I would do that same thing in Modern. You know, Kozlek's Return, we talked about it last time. It's just a good Modern card. Yeah. Without the flashback. And he gets to flash it back. Oh, yeah. He, so, he would be able to cast it for, for the extra five. This is, a, this is a scary deck. I think this is really good. Yeah. I mean, it got four, so maybe this is another list that you'll be seeing people uh, run around with yeah. as well. So. Uh, do you want to point out quickly... 
The Infinity deck that one is the one with the guard Praetor grids in the Ah, in the uh, and dispatch. It also is dispatch. Um, what is it? Yeah, it does. It does. Two. So that. So this. Okay. So that makes sense. So this Austin here basically went in and says, "Okay, what is the deck that I'm trying to beat this weekend?" Eldrazi. All right. Yeah. What what can I do to adjust my list a little bit to make it better against Eldrazi? Well, he shrunk down on the amount of masters he's running. Only running one now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's kind of filled up it with with uh, the signal pass, the mem knights in there, going for this kind of dump my hand sort of style uh, to help him get that metal craft, so he could be able to dispatch. Which he could either tap a creature or path the exile without them getting a land. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, he runs two main board in there. Uh, being able to pass something is pretty, pretty convenient. Uh, this is also the list with four of the Galv Blast um, right. in there. So just a little bit different. No thought cast uh, in the main board. They're all in the sideboard for it. Um, <laughs> the, the, the sideboard is, is kind of very similar to what we were seeing. Like Rip, Whip Flares, Thought uh, Seize, Dismembers, Ancient Grudge, Aether Grid, Spellskite, Torpor Orb, um, chalice we've seen but the other big thing is ensnaring bridge um so again still drowsy this works out great plus you can sit here and go you know what i've got you know one card in hand or no cards in hand i'm going to swing in with my signal pest i'm going to swing in with my ornithopter instant quip cranial plating yeah um and you're dead i think being able to instant quip a cranial plating is what kind of makes that ridiculous for a Sealdrazi deck. If not, you'd be able to attack with your one power creatures on your turn, because you draw your card and then you can attack. But just being able to like swing with your 0-2 and then make it like a 9-2 at instant speed is just so good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It makes it makes the matchup just insane. So you don't actually need both Aether Grid and Ensnaring Bridge to win. Right. You can just win with the Ensnaring Bridge. Mm-hmm. I do think Aether Grid's not great if you just have the Aether Grid. Yeah. Like you know, ping your mimics is fine, but for the most part, you're not going to be able to kill a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the combo there is very strong. And we actually saw it in two of the games for the finals. I think both sideboard games, this combo is assembled, and the Affinity or the Eldrazi deck just can't really beat it. No, they, they ha- can't really uh, interact with it too well. Yeah. So. And this is, you know, this is why the Lantern Control deck has such a good matchup. Mm-hmm. They just run like four in Staring Bridge main deck. They do. Like, they say, it's, sorry about your luck, but... Yeah. <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm going to have to do this real quick, though. <laughs> That's yeah. is pretty good. I, I think that sideboard option was honestly why he won the tournament. And uh, I, I expect to see that in pretty much every Affinity sideboard until, you know, until something until changes. April. Yeah, until whenever the next BNR is. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometime in April. I don't remember the exact yeah. date, but yes. Yeah, it's definitely worth it because um, you can get around it pretty easily with with only having one card in your hand, swinging in for one, and then you know all this great stuff can happen with your cranial platens and, and things like that. So uh, right. cool to see the affinity list do well. But again, like we look at our top eight, and more or less it's very similar to the Pro Tour. With yeah, all right, here's Eldrazi, here's Affinity. Um, Jeff's just such a good player. Like, so he he's just a really good player. A sixty-two card main deck. Really? Yes. Oh. Also, a lot of it was because of the Eldrazi decks. Like, he's um, running Lone Missionaries in there now, and Big Game Hunter is the big one. I wonder if he was just like, oh, I don't know what to take out. 
Well, it's like he's got so many one-of creatures and like yeah. so many ways to to get creatures. He's like, I don't feel like I need to take anything else out of the deck, but I need a little bit more versatility against Eldrazi, so I'm just going to add them into the deck. Yeah, when your deck is like full one-ofs, consistency isn't really, you know, that's not really your game plan. So yeah. having extra cards in your deck when you don't really care, like you're not running just a bunch of four-ofs, is probably fine. I don't see how there's a big difference. Like, so now my random chance of drawing, like the cards he, he wants to draw every game, just based on the numbers here, are Birds of Paradise, there's four. Yep. Um, there's three Resto Angels, so I'm assuming he wants at least one of those. Three Voice, three Wall of Women's, three Wall of Roots. Everything else is, you know, more or less a cord target. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of one-ofs, there's a couple twos. Like, Eternal Witness is a great cord target. It's fine to just draw as well. Mm -hmm. um, but stuff like, you know, Revel Arc or Caselli Pride Major or Zub Pontiff, I don't really want those cards in my deck, mm -hmm. except for in very specific situations. So they're actually just cord targets. Yeah. So this deck takes advantage of that and just plays 62 cards. Just doesn't care. <laughs> That's really interesting. I, I didn't expect that, but I, I, I and I, I think he's probably one of the only players that can get away with it too. Yeah, it's it's really hard to do that. I think the the last situation where I saw someone do this was actually I was listening to Patrick Chapin's podcast, which is great. You should listen to it. But they were talking about um, I think Ben Rubin played sixty three cards or something mm -hmm. in a blue Absent deck. Mm. Um, Okay. And it was pretty much just, I want to play these Stubborn Isles, but I don't want to change my deck. They talked about it a lot, and there were a lot of really interesting things, but there are definitely times when you can do it. Um, and I guess this is just one of those times. Like He's allowed to do it. You know, he's he's a great deck builder, and he's played this deck so much. He, he knows it better than anyone. Yeah. So, I think the yeah, person I think if, if you're best... going to pick up the deck, don't go and just go off of Jess Hoogland's list. Because... Pardon? I, I was like, if if you're going, like, if you're at home and sitting here, I'm gonna play the Kiki Court deck. Don't just go and and copy Jeff's list. Yeah, you know, card for card, because you probably are not gonna have the same success. It's the the fact that he knows the list and has been piloting it for quite some time yeah. and knows the interactions in in the matchups is how he can get away with having a few extra cards in there than other people could. Yeah, I would definitely drop a couple cards. I think Lone Missionary is one of them. But I just don't think I'd play that. I don't know why it's here. I honestly just don't. Do you know why it's here? Um, like, it's good versus burn, but... Okay. Good versus burn. I think he also uh, liked having it against the Eldrazi list, too. Oh, really? Just um, in four? Yeah, just the help, like helping him out, stay alive in there, and some of the other aggro decks, like uh, Affinity. Right. Okay. Like, I, I feel like maybe he needed that extra life to help with the way until he can get up to something that he needs. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, because Lone Mystery is kind of only popular in Popper. Yeah. Is uh two mana two one and when it enters the battlefield you gain four life. So not really a card we'd look at as a modern card usually. I think it's probably a fine sideboard card for burn. But most of those decks want to play like um so one. Three mana if they have more creatures make three three threes if they have more life gain five. Timely reinforcements. There yep. we go. <laughs> uh, I think timely reinforcements is generally better, but you know if you want to, he's it, a quarter client deck, so it's a creature, which I think is why he's doing this instead. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, you, you just don't generally don't see this too much. It's cool though. I, mean, I guess. I, I didn't expect it. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, he is number one in the point standings right now. So yeah, mostly off his modern. He just top eights all the modern. Yeah, opens. I think the last yeah. three he's top eighted. <laughs> that's a pretty good stand. Or that's pretty good. Like yeah. that's very consistent. Mm. And with a deck that's not really entirely meta either. No, like, no. I'm impressed. Um. All right. So that th that was Louisville right now. There is um an open taking place right now. Um, it is Legacy currently. Yeah. Um, and so there will be some more modern deck lists to discuss later uh, for, for our next event that we'll go over. Um, but there was also states that took place during the Pro Tour weekend. Um, yeah. And a lot of the decks were what we'd expect. There was some Eldrazi lists running around that placed top eight at certain states. Uh, but there was two decks that I wanted to talk about um, that were just kind of stood out for me as interesting decks. Um the, one of which was the Naya Allies, um, which I think we've talked about previously. Um, yeah, I think a little bit. This deck looks different, though, mainly because I don't recognize all these cards. Um, so basically, <laughs> a lot of them are the original Zendikar Allies. Yeah. Um, and then it's got some of the newer guys in there, like Lantern Scout's going to be in there. Um, Fire Mantle Mage. Fire Mantle, um, because menace is, is sweet to give all your guys menace. Yep. Um, you know you've got your battle stinger in there, giving your guys plus one um, until the end of the turn. Um, so it's you know there's basically you're just saying here's all my triggers. Um, the free blade there he gets counters on himself, uh, pl plus one plus one counters. Um, now this list is not running vile, but I've seen lists that run vile with it because. Okay, yeah. You know, you have all these one, two costing things. So thirty-two creature deck. It's Vile a thirty-two creature. I, I like. <laughs> you could probably get away with vile. You you know have to shave down on some of your creatures to do that. Right. Uh, because the spells it runs for path for collected. Like collected is definitely correct. Um, I think path is is perfect for the meta right now. Yeah, it's uh, pretty necessary. So, but but really, it's just I'm gonna play this ally. I'm going to trigger and get all this stuff to happen. Rally triggers, like gaining lifelink, getting protection of colors, getting uh, plus one counters on them. Like, there's... It, it's a cool creature-based deck that's not something that you're going to see very often. You don't really need to run that many lands. Some of the lands are expensive, though, with Cavern. Right. Um, but you can get your ally encampments. Yeah, ally encampments in for there. Them. <laughs> um, it's really a t relatively cheap deck, though. Yeah, the the mana base isn't too bad other than the um, the caverns, which there are four here. Yep. Which how much are those now? I don't even know, man. Oh, like let's see. fifty-five dollars. All right, five dollars. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's not the cheapest then. Like, there's you could just not play cavern souls, and that just cuts like two hundred and twenty dollars out of your end yep. budget. I think without the the caverns, it is pretty budget. Mm -hmm. um, the caverns are really good though. If you have them, run them. Yeah. I, I think the main thing about this deck is it's just it's very much leaning on the power of collected company. Yes. Well, and, and it's like I think with Violet it makes it better though. You want Violet and collected company? I do. That's fair. Uh, because that you get your triggers because it's it's end of the battlefield triggers, not when you ever yeah, you, yeah, you cast them. Faster. So it's like so so being able to to vile things out 
quicker, getting more triggers quicker. It, I think it just speeds you up a little bit more. Right. Um, because you're not, like, there's... The highest converted mana cost you have is three. Um, and that is your Mantle, uh, Lantern Scout. Scout, and Evangel. So, yeah, everything else is, is two or one. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, it gives you stuff to do before you get to that four mana of collected company. I mean, before that, you're casting the creatures. Yeah, but this way you I, can get like two creatures per turn instead of the right. one, and and then yeah. turn four, you you get like four triggers at once, or you know, some some crazy stuff going off for all your rallies that you've gotten. It's also worth noting, like you can do some janky stuff, like at instant speed. Yeah. Yeah. Like some just like a coom battle slinger, just pump your guys at instant speed, or. Mm -hmm. Wow, Expedition Envoy, really? Just white for a 2-1 ally. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what else helps is in speed? Oh, here's a good one. The Evangel. So it's a 4 of. Uh, whenever Four Kabira Evangel, all right, or another ally. So Rally. And yep. um, you may choose a color. If you do allies, you control gain protection from the chosen color until end of turn. So that can jank up combat real good. Mm-hmm. So that's something I want to violin. Like that that specifically I think is the best one here. Yeah. Um Lantern Scout's good. I think that's the Lifelink one. Yeah, Lifelink. So that's, that's pretty nice too. Um so, so you can jank up with combat pretty well with this deck. And maybe vials are just good in that way as well. Like you you get to be faster and you also just get to do weird stuff on your opponent's turn uh and in combat. So yeah, I think Vials could be really good in this deck. What do you... Well, I guess it's kind of hard to ask what you would cut because neither of us have played this deck. Yeah. So it's really hard to say. I think you'd have to test a bunch and then figure out what the worst cards are. Um, Probably Expedition Envoy. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. At least, at least one or two of them would probably yeah. be you could probably. stripped away. Um, I don't know. But it, it, it's a cool deck. It like If you sit here and you've played a lot of the... Uh, Battle for Zendikar or something like that, and you've mm -hmm. gotten some of these allies, you know, maybe look into the price of the other ones, because a lot of them are commons, or, or yeah, these for, are for the other allies, so... Heroes, Haribus Druid, it's two mana for an 0-1, tap, add X mana of any one color, two mana pull X is the number of allies you can control. Alright, that's a lot of mana. Yeah, that's a lot of mana. I guess, like, it helps you cheat out your collected earlier, um... Yeah, but then again, I might. If I'm running vials, you might not need them. Yeah, I think that's actually probably the most likely cut then. Mm. Just because you like, if you're violing, you're kind of cheating on mana anyway. Yeah. So I don't really know that this does a lot. This is a twenty land deck, but it's I'm not thinking. like super heavy on fetch lands. It's got an arid mesa and four runes up heaths. Yeah. So, you know, everything else is actually a, a mana producing land. Mm -hmm. But I mean, so. you, you can adjust it too. Like if you don't have the caverns and run more fetches and oh yeah, exactly. You know yeah. things things like that, guys. So, but yeah, just a, a fun, interesting deck that you could play. Got six at regionals uh, for cool. the state that it was in. So figured it'd be a good time. You know, if you play in F and M's for modern or playing on on modern during your week, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna play a heavy creature based deck and see how it does. You you might surprise people that are not used to this super yeah. aggro style. So, you know. Yeah, I think it's a cool choice. Yeah, yeah. Definitely something to try. Um, so there's the other deck, which I am all about this. <laughs> this is <laughs> called Pure Steel Paladin. So Pure Steel Paladin, the namesake, we'll just read it out. Mm -hmm. It's uh, white, white, 
for a 2-2. Whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. And equipment you control have equip cost of zero. As long as you have three or more artifacts. So Metalcraft, equip zero. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's actually just Metalcraft right there. I just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually a little story we have. Uh, I had a red-white Gisela deck that was just equipment-based. Mm -hmm. This was by far the best card. Yeah. You just never mulligan with <laughs> Pure Steel. You're just like, yep, yeah, no, I'm keeping. I don't care what else. Doesn't matter. I'm scared of these other stuff and different lands. Mm. So, it was a really sweet card. And uh, I love that it's played in modern, at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so, the other creatures it's got for Spellskite. Um, yep. Because Spellskite's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Trinket Mage is in there. Uh, help you get some of your artifacts onto the, you know. Search for uh, artifact with the converted mana cost one or less. Reveal that yep. card and put it into your hand. Cool. Um, and then you've got Stonehaven Outfitter, our newest addition from Oath of the Gatewatch. It says equip creatures you control get plus one plus one. Whenever a creature you control dies, draw a card. Two mana for a two two, one colorless and a white yep. to be able to play him. Picks up artifact or equipment quite well. <laughs> yeah, works works very well in that regard. Yep. Um, and so we've got. A nice variety of equipments. Basilisk col uh, collar in there for uh, you'll, you'll notice that a lot of the equipments oh. are like very cheap to play on the battlefield. But be if you have your paladin, they cost zero to equip. So which is really busted. So I just figured out why hanger backwalkers in this deck. All so right. when you cast trinket mage, you can get a creature if you need to. Ah, yeah, uh -huh. that's true. I was really confused. I'm like, why is there one hanger bag walker in this deck? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, the I, I like the thought there's can like pick up equipment and stuff, which mm -hmm. is cool, but it feels a little out of place. Like it's kind of slow. But then I really, yeah, okay, trying to make like, ah, all right, boom. Here's my hanger bag. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so like, it does run batter skull in there. Um, you know, because. If a quick cost is zero for Batter Skull, that is a very powerful card. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty Whoa. nice. Uh, Flare Husk in there, and yeah. one mana, Living Weapon, cool. Lightning there. Greaves, uh, Mortar uh, I guess Trinket Mage can just get Flare Husk. Okay, I don't know why Hanger Back's here. I think it's just if you want a bunch of little things that can pick up equipment. Yeah, yeah. Then you can search for it. It seems, it seems fine. Mm -hmm. It's a makes your Trinket Mage more versatile. So. Right, right. Uh, Paradise Mantle, Sword of Fire and Ice, cool. uh, Life Staff in here. Basically, all the equipments that you can think about, uh, it's running. Um, then it's running. Scholar. Yeah, it's, it's running. That's Lifelink. <laughs> it's actually really good with Viridian Longbow. Mm -hmm. Ooh! Death Touch pinging. Yeah, one damage start creature or player, and you have Collar, so it's got Death Touch and Lifelink. So. Pretty Game nice. running that thing dies. Yes. There's a, a friend of mine is a Niv Mizzet commander deck. Basil's color is just so degenerate. Gross. Gross. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> uh, so it runs four Steel Shapers gifts. So you can search for equipment in case you didn't get your Trinket Mage or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, runs the Moxes in there. It also runs Aether Grid. So, like, for whatever reason, all those equipments are there. Your creatures have died. Now you can just start dealing damage. Yeah, I guess you don't. Well, you don't actually tap the equipment when you attack. Oh, that's true. Right, so it just remains <laughs> untapped anyway, so you can just tap all your equipment while they're on your creatures and, and ping stuff. This deck's sweet, man. 
Do I own all these cards? <laughs> so so land base, Academy Ruins in there in case anything dies. Mm -hmm. um, it's got Moorland Haunt. Whoa, um, whoa, Ink Moth? <laughs> a, a one of Ink Moth. Yeah. One of Ink Moth. Uh, in case you're like, I'm gonna just infect them now. Um, and one of more land. I mean, you only run 15 creatures, but you exile a creature from your graveyard and you put a 1-1 white spirit creature token flying on the battlefield. So, hey, a bunch of your creatures have died. I've got all these equipments. Now I can just pay one and uh, get a spirit. Cool. Now I can start equipping my Sword of Fire and Ice and all this stuff and on there. I have nightmares of Moreland Haunt tokens with freaking... Um, what's that equipment that gets plus X plus zero for each instant sorcery in your graveyard? Oh, I don't even remember. Green Chanter's uh, Pike? That, yes. Oh, this is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that Delver deck? <laughs> don't, don't make me do it again. Don't, never don't, don't again. make me play that matchup ever. <laughs> um, but really, like, this is a relatively cheap deck as well. Yep. Um, I love the Academy Runes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you killed my equipment? Nope. It's back. <laughs> Uh, the expensive things, really, uh, the opals. Yeah, I don't think you need them. No, I think I think it helps. Uh, yeah, for your metal craft for like your your paladin, mm -hmm. um, but like it's not that that big a deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess. How much is batter skull now? I bet it's dropped a lot. Uh, let's see. Oh, still twenty dollars. Okay. <laughs> The GP promo is fifteen. There you go. Buy the buy the promo, guys. Buy the promo, guys. It's the better. They're the that's really weird, but it's, mm. it's five bucks cheaper. Five bucks cheaper. I, I guess the other expensive card here is the Sword of Fire and Ice, which is definitely a pricey one. I think they're like fifty dollars. Uh, yep, wow. fifty-five. Or you. Oof. Okay, hold on. The original is fifty-five. The Dark Steel one, but if you go for the Modern Masters edition, it's, it's fifty-seven. More. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. People like their art. I, I guess. guess. I like the old one better. I don't like I don't the like new one. Ah, so this is another fun deck. You could probably pull this one together, too. Yeah, um, this is pretty cheap. Like, so, so just other ways to help uh, mess with, with people that you're playing against, guys. Play some fun decks that are not so cookie-cutter. Yeah, this is a really cool one. I would definitely play this if I had everything, which yeah. I guess I have most of it, but... I would need some pure steel paladins. I only have one. How much are those? Aren't they? I feel five. like they're super cheap. Yeah, they're not. They're not like super cheap, but they're not expensive. Okay, five bucks. Yeah, trigger mage. I think it was printed at common at one point, so it's pretty cheap. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, most of this equipment is pretty cheap. Like batter. I guess basil's color is a couple dollars. Yeah, like eight. But mm, yeah, because it's no. also used in commander and stuff. Yeah, a lot of this is you know just. $8 cards, $5 cards, which for modern right now is apparently budget. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a budget. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and they're all one ofs, which is nice. You're not like trying to get a set or anything. Right. It's not like you need a set of Sword of Fire and Ice. You just need one. Or, you, yeah, I mean, you don't even need it. Like, you can just play a different sword. Yeah. Like, Beast of Famine's great, too. Love That's Beast a great card. Just play that. That's fine. It's like 30 bucks cheaper. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> Uh, so those are the two decks that I wanted to show off, at least for you guys to uh, be able to see some some different uh, varieties of it. Um, we have some upcoming GPs, just quick 
there's a couple in March coming up. One in Italy, one in Australia, one in Detroit. And yep. the one in Detroit, uh, the one in Detroit is what a lot of pros are like. I'm not going to anymore. Modern, stupid, this that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, why don't they just go play Eldrazi? Well, that's that. Uh, you know, I think they just don't want to. Like they'd rather play something else. Yeah. I think this is the first time I've seen like a downside to the uh, having all the GPs on a single weekend be the same format. Mm -hmm. Is you know if you don't want to play modern right now, which is fair. Like you know, I, this isn't my favorite iteration of modern. In fact, it's probably my least. I think a lot of people can. Yeah, there's a bit of an issue, and uh, I want it fixed. <laughs> and we'll we'll get there. Mm -hmm. But you know, for now, it's probably not my favorite format i'd rather play standard or, or like sealed or something in my gps yeah so having them all be modern is kind of weird i guess you know the other one is in italy and australia so it's either you're going to detroit you know if you're an american or a north american player you're going to detroit or you're not going to one probably yeah so i guess it doesn't really matter here um so april the new set comes out yep uh we're, we're going back to industry and it also means a new ban list. Yes. What? This is this is a surprise. So does Eldrazi need a ban? Yes. Yes. It we can all agree. Like Every, it's, I, I don't it, think there's anybody out there that says this deck is completely fair and not warping the format. Yeah. It clearly is. Like. Yeah. Even the people that are playing it are like, yeah, I'm just gonna play it for the last. Oh month, yeah. And then uh -huh. that, that was fun. Well, if you want to win, you have to. Like, it's just the only reasonable deck to play if your only goal is to win the tournament. Right. So I think it's... To to warp a format to that point says to me, yes, it's unhealthy and it needs to be banned. So, so do you think that there should have been an emergency ban? Uh, no. I don't think that's, like, an option until you literally can't play any other deck. And it's like... So I, I guess... How I said earlier was what I liked. If everyone's just winning on like one turn one or turn two, and you have to main deck something like Leyline of Sanctity mm -hmm. just to have any chance to win, then you emergency ban. Like the format's just not playable at that point. Yeah. If you need to have a like a full set of the Leyline, and you're not even playing white, mm -hmm. like it's just not a playable format anymore, and you're just mulliganing for it. Like, yeah. then we emergency ban. Uh, this is still magic. Weird, so, janky magic, but it's yeah, still it's like there. There are other decks trying. Yeah, um, but it's it is it is a very degenerate format currently. And yeah. waiting an extra month, like March, is going to be a tough month because you you're going to see. I I feel like the attendance for Detroit is probably going to it's going to be low, be lower than uh, uh, any other modern event has been. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that might factor into it. But, uh, like, waiting until April is not going to be that yeah. big a deal for a lot of people. I'm oh, still okay. going to be playing every week at my local event. I'm going to DC for the Team Sealed, and I'm probably going to go 1-3, drop, and then go play Modern Side Events. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That's really what my plan is for the GP. Team 0-2 drop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. This is my new team because I just do this at every PTQ, <laughs> like all of them. Just O2 drop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it feels bad. <laughs> um. All right. So bannings. Yeah, I, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. I think that Ivogan should be banned. 
Okay. And my reason here is there are turns where that single card can make like eight mana, which is just too much. All right. So explain um, it out. What? How is it making eight mana? So you're just casting multiple spells. It makes each individual spell you cast two mana less. So this is a, a potential turn one play is I of Ugin, and then you play four Eldrazi Mimics and two uh, Endless Ones on two and have no cards in hand and you have six creatures in play. That's obviously, does, you know, that doesn't happen. That's like a crazy nut draw or something. But it is pretty reasonable to see something like Mimic Mimic go. Right. And then turn two, you play your Ajalzi Temple, play a Thought Not Seer, take their best card, and hit them for eight. And then turn three, you can play Reality Smash, and they're dead. <laughs> That's a reasonable thing. Like, I, I've seen this happen. So, you know, that, to me, is kind of crazy. I think... So the, the other one that that is possible would be Eldrazi Temple, yeah. which is also good. Um, but Eldrazi Temple makes two mana and only ever two mana. True. Which... I don't know if it's too good if it's doing that. I've just seen I do things that are too broken. But and but in, in the situation that you described of being able to cast a Thought Knot, they had to have a temple as well. Right, or they could have like an... Uh, I guess an Urborg doesn't work. No, uh, so so again, like, I, I, I personally feel that temple needs to be what gets banned. Because temple's better, yeah. Uh, like... We don't have Ancient Tomb. We don't have any two mana producers except Eldrazi Temple. And it mm. didn't matter until Battle for Zendikar. And right. Eighth watch. And then with, with having these new Eldrazi that were lower costs and insanely good, it Eldrazi yeah. became something that you could use a temple with. Like, I is annoying being able to go, alright, here's my Mimix for free, and here's my Endless One on turn one. Here, here's a 2-2, two -two, essentially without having to tap anything. Mm -hmm. But being that it's legendary, you're only ever going to get that two out of it. It only gets really crazy when Eldrazi Temple is combined with it, I feel. So I think if we get rid of the Temple... So I like I, well I, I think we can we can keep the uh, the the eye still in there because Tron players still use it and it helps them out. I don't think I, like Tron was so, actually, the other half of why I actually want eyes is because Tron just got an insane card in Kozilek's Return, which mm. probably is just too good. Like, when you look at it for some matchups, Tron just, if they play four of those main, say we go to, to a, a point where um, the Eldrazi deck is completely unplayable and it's not, you know, like, all those cards are just never played ever again. Mm. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen after the ban. I'm just, like, a hypothetical here. Yeah. You know, the thought was that Tron was going to be the best deck. Right. So. So do you uh, think both should and, get banned? Well, I, I just don't think Eldrazi Temple needs to be banned. Oh, I think okay. just I is what I was thinking. All right. But, you know, like, so Tron was going to be the best, and then they print a new good card for it. So I don't, I don't mind banning something out of Tron. Mm -hmm. um, which is the other half of why I think Ivugan's maybe a little bit better. Like, if you do want to ban something out of Tron... Ivogun is a great band because one of the ways to beat them, if they don't have eye, is just to discard all their big threats. True. So and, and, and not being able to cast their Ulamog for eight mana yeah. is, is also a big deal. That as well. I think they can probably cast it already anyway. Like they'll look at there eventually. But when they draw um, expedition map, and that actually means they just drew like five extra cards. That's really 
that's a really tough way to lose mm -hmm. when you're on the other end. So I think like banning Eye from Tron isn't something that I'm not worried about. And I do think it's better in Eldrazi. I am definitely open to you know changing my mind here. Um, I do think Eldrazi and Hipple is very good as well. Maybe it does need to be both. I don't know. Like it could. <laughs> it, it it could. Um, and uh, the the only like the only reason why I feel that Temple should get banned over I is the fact that you can sit here like Temple's not legendary, so you can be like, yeah. all right, I have now three temples out. Two temples, two, three temples. Two, yeah, two temples even, and that's four mana right there with two lands. Yeah. That's a lot of mana. I agree. That like, is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> that that that's my only thing that thinking that temple needs over eye. Um, okay. I was like, all right, yes, you reduce it by two, but then if you have another eye in hand or you you, you you're short on lands or something like that, you, all you need is one temple and eye just becomes insane. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's feel, I was like I just feel like the temple is always attached to eye in some way that when people are describing these these crazy plays where they're like, here's all these mimics next turn temple into thought not seer and and like you know the the insane plays always involves them having temple to, to make the play yeah. insane so so let's think about it then so you go turn one eye mimic mimic turn two you play a planes and you play your displacer yeah turn three you do the thought on seer so turn uh, yeah turn two you've hit for six turn three you have two four fours and a three three that can attack mm -hmm. so you're hitting for eleven uh, that's 17 points of damage on turn three, and then turn four you play you know whatever else it doesn't actually matter at that point. That's still really broken. That is, but still I guess really strong. You can do most of that with the temple. You just can't do quite all of it because you can't get the second mimic in play. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're really close. Yeah. Like you've convinced me that it's not as cut and dry as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's still really close. <laughs> well, and, and then it's all uh, like, but you made the good point about like factoring for Tron. Like once right. a banning happens and Eldrazi is no longer the end all be all for modern, the only playable deck. <laughs> yeah, we're, are we going to see the rise up of Tron again? And then you know that was kind of what I thought was going to happen. Like I, I think Tron just got pushed out by Eldrazi so hard and like all these aggro decks to beat the Eldrazi deck. Yeah. So they just didn't get to have their time, and you know when I first saw Kozlux return, I was like, "Wow, they just really screwed up." They 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 really want Tron to to be a thing, guys. <laughs> they screwed uh, up, guys. Like they're just gonna put four of these in every red green Tron deck, and we're gonna die. <laughs> so um, yeah, well, I, I'm, like, I'm, even, I'm worried about Tron. Even yeah. the first week that we had after the banning, before the Pro Tour, uh, we did see some Tron up there, but there was there was a variety too. Like we had. Right. Affinity, we had Scapeshift, we had Jund, like, I think it, yeah. even Infect Player was up there, like, there was two, I remember there was two Tron lists, but, like, it was, it was still a variety at that point, mm. so. I think, I think my problem with Kozak's Return is that, like, what's Tron's really just worst matchups? Stuff like Infect? Yeah. Burn? Yeah. And that's the matchup, like, that's a matchup where Kozak's Return is good, like, mm. Infect? You just get them sometimes. Like, I activate my Ink Moth, sure. Yeah, I mean, okay. Pyroclasm alone is, is, yeah. is good enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Pyroclasm was already really good. Now it's at instant speed, so it can get your lands, too? Yeah. Oof. That's some spicy meatballs right mm -hmm. there. So, yeah, that, that's really why it kind of worries me. 
Because it doesn't matter in Tron's good matchups. Like, it, you know, versus a slower deck, you don't really care about the Kozlux returning. You probably just board them out. Yeah. Those faster decks where you want that Pyroclasm anyway, you know, a turn later sucks, but a turn later lets you do it at instant speed. Mm-hmm. Probably really good. So, yeah, I'm not worried about banning something from Tron. You know, if it is just Eldrazi Temple that gets banned, I think it probably takes the Eldrazi deck down enough so that you know we're playing modern again and not just the eldrazi format yeah which i want because you know modern's great mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think there's a lot of options that wizards has okay. um but basically we're in agreement that it's probably going to be one of the lands that's yeah the- i think it has to be one of the lands yeah they're the, they're the broken things right yeah the creatures themselves like you look at endless one is not a broken card it's no. not a good card you know you wouldn't play x for an x x in standard like it's just not even a card that makes a cut. So the fact that you're playing four in modern means that you just have so much mana, you want to make something with it. Yeah. So I think it's just the lands that are the issue here. Don't get me wrong, Reality Smasher's a great card. Mm-hmm. Like, Tron just might play it. <laughs> and Thought Out's here, too. Like, they could just put them in their deck. They could. So. I think, uh, I think they have some, some options, and, uh... They're going to have to work out what that is. I, I think the other thing that could come with bans is unbans. Is there anything that you'd like to see unbanned? Um. <laughs> or that specifically would help here. Like maybe instead of un- or banning Eldrazi Temple, which, you know, they just unban something. I think that's the wrong choice, but, you know, maybe you have some crazy idea that I don't have. <laughs> no, there's nothing... Um, as, like, some people have talked about, like, bringing back, like, Ancestral, um, Right. You know, th- I'm things, pretty down for that. Things like that. Like, I don't feel like Ancestral is so ridiculous right now that it would... I don't think it would help the problem. I don't, th- like, I don't think it'll have a factor. I think it would be interesting to see what would come of adding Ancestral into there. Yeah. Um, other than that, like... I don't see anything that I'm like, uh, I really think we should we should have that in there. Like, the, the, I, for a little bit I was like, okay, maybe Stormforge, but being I'm, able to put a Batterskull uh, into play on turn three, I, I don't think I really want that. <laughs> no, if you unban, um, yeah, if you unban what's it called, Stoneforge, you have to ban Batterskull. Yeah. And honestly, like, does having Stoneforge in the format do anything good for it? Not really. No. There's nothing specifically that I want right. to have it in the format for. So I, I just don't... I don't want it unbanned. I think when everyone was talking about that, they got a little... People read too much into what Wizard says. Yes. Like, someone says something on Twitter, and it's like, oh, okay, this is happening for sure. No, nope, nope, it's not. It, that's <laughs> not really how it works. Like, saying that they want to play your batter skulls with your... Um, your Stoneforge Mystics could just mean that you know they're both in Legacy decks. <laughs> that's a that's a defined thing in Legacy. It's been going on for a while, so you know it doesn't mean unbanned in Modern. I think that would be too good. Yeah. Uh, you know maybe what was the card? Is they said they're not unbanning Jace, which fine, whatever. Okay. I think Jace would be fine in this format, by the way. Like you just need to unban ways to deal with it. Yeah. So, I think you can unban Jason Bloodbraid and, like, some other cool stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't... 
<laughs> you don't want to be in that world. I don't want to be in that world. Like Blood Braid, I don't want that that Jund again at all. I think the problem with that Jund is the with Death Right Shaman though. True. It wasn't yeah, even so much Blood Braid. That's true. Blood Braid's really good. Like, yeah. and I think it will be unbanned at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna be the next BNR. I think it's gonna be like two or three down the road or whatever. Okay. Maybe at some point, you know, they they print enough cards that the power level or the comparative power level of Bloodbraid to the rest of the format isn't so high, mm. and then you can unbind it because it's a cool card. Like, yeah, um, Cascade's a sweet mechanic. We want to use it. That's that's true. I was like, we don't see very much cascading at all anymore. Um, yeah, like what are the good Cascade cards that are legal now? Uh, I guess there's just the Living Death card or Living. Living End. Living End isn't itself cascaded, but the cards that cascade into it. Right. As like, and then you have like the um, oh, what's that? What's that fringe? Uh, Restore Balance deck. Oh yeah. Um, that's the other one that uses cascade. Yeah, they have cascade uh, as well. So, I think one issue with unbanning Bloodbraid is you probably can't unban Ancestral as well. Mm-hmm. Because that is a little bit strong. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's a rug deck that I'm sure could pop up with four blood birds, four of that. Ew. And uh playing a three two haste for four mana and drawing three cards. Must be nice. That's a little, that's a little too much. <laughs> that is an interaction you see in Legacy though. Um mm-hmm. those bug decks have the three mana two two with Cascade mm-hmm. and uh just a bunch of hits. So that's it is a cool interaction. I think it's probably just too good for modern. Yeah. Which is sad. <laughs> um, cool. So that's like nothing that's really jumping out that we think that's gonna be unbanned right away. Yeah. Something's gonna get banned from the from Eldrazi. Yep. More than likely, it's going to be one of or both the lands. Um, I think it. You, do you think it'll be both? I think it'll just be one of them. I don't. Know. I. Um. They they could okay. So it depends on how much they take into account um the modern community right because if it was up to the modern community they would they don't want to see any more eldrazi ever again it's oh yeah i'm so done um this is this is a dark age for modern (laughs) yeah so so like in that regard and they're like if they're paying attention to that then they might just go over the top and say both of them but i feel like they're gonna they're probably gonna pick one Maybe they'll ban something else from the deck, or you know, I, I don't know, do do something, or or maybe they'll they'll put something on restriction or something. Who knows? That would be interesting. They uh, just restrict like Ivogan or something. Yeah, I you know that'd be a little weird. Yeah. So who who <laughs> knows what's uh what what they'll they'll be in place? But it'll it'll come out in in April, basically around the time we're going to be having our new set uh come out. So. I thought, is it is it April like early April? Yeah, uh, I thought it was end of March for some reason. Well, it could be like the, just that end period there. When is? Uh, let me see. I can't remember when the uh, the new set's coming out, but I think it's so. I think BNR goes. It's effective when the new set comes out and it's announced a week before. April fourth is the next one. Okay, is the next BNR? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's like... And let's see, when is... Uh, when is the set release? It, I feel like it's the Monday after pre-release, usually. I think that's right. That sounds about right. That's how it feels. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. April 4th? April see what happens. 4th. Yeah, so we'll is that when it's effective or announced? Uh, uh, announcement is the 4th, which... Um, let's see... Which is a Friday. No, 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 that's March 4th. Yeah. April, April 4th, 4th is a Monday. Wednesday. No, it's a Wednesday. April 4th? Yeah. No, it's Monday. Oh, that's May. Oops. There you go. I went too far. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, was like scrolling so, through my calendar. All right. So Monday after pre-release. Confirmed. We did it. Uh, we remembered. Go we us. <laughs> we did. We did good. Um, Woo. So we'll have another show in, in March. Um, yeah. Probably Maybe. near the end of the month, right before the ban list and everything, to kind of talk about how modern has continued to be a degenerate format and stuff like that. Now, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if there's any other cool stuff that we can talk about uh, for next month, because this is a monthly event that we do uh, for Apparently. in response to. <laughs> um, so, anything else that you wanted to discuss before we, we call it uh, a day? No, I think we're good, man. I, I think this is uh, some some good topics. Good, 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 good stuff. All right, so why don't you give some shout-outs and say where people can find you and what projects sure. you're working on, all that kind of good stuff. So I haven't been able to make draft videos for a little while. I would like to start doing that again. I think I actually will be able to. Um, it was kind of like an issue with I didn't have any tickets, and I didn't want to go mm. buy any, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully that, that happens again. Um, I think uh, definitely by the time Cube comes out, if, next time Cube comes out, I'm definitely going to draft a bunch and make some mm -hmm. videos. Uh, I also think I might start doing some Popper, which is just it's a cool format. So mm -hmm. if you want to check that stuff out, the easiest way is definitely just to follow me on Twitter. It's uh, at Mutarin. I think it's usually up on the YouTube thing. It or, is. Uh, it's up right below your Lotlith troll. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Lotlith troll. Lotlith troll is the best, by the way. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just that's a fact right there. Best that's card ever. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, you can follow me there. Um, you can also follow me on YouTube or sub on YouTube, I guess. Uh, it's uh, Mutarn TV because, uh, yeah, you gotta add TV because then it's like it's official sounding, you know. Mm, of course. I think that's how it works, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't have yeah. TV on any of my stuff, so no, <laughs> I guess I'm not official enough. Yeah, but you're the real man, man. True. So. Like, people know. <laughs> people know. I'm not That's the fake official. one. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, what if there's some other guy? <laughs> there actually is. There's, really? like, I used to check um, just because it was a very unique name. I had never met any or seen that before. So I, I there was one on, on WoW, which is where I got the name originally. So I would just go check and I would search for that name to see if anyone else had picked up on it. And there was one other guy. I'd like a level three monk or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I don't know if it really counts. <laughs> cool. Um, so for those that are interested, um, uh, you know, I've been putting up a lot more magic content. Um, yeah, you filthy degenerate. <laughs> right? I've been, so, okay. So Brandon's <laughs> referring to the fact that I just posted up a lovely how-to tutorial oh. video uh, for all of you guys out there who want to um well be awful people be awful people and make your <laughs> opponents cringe when you're playing them uh really it's how to white border your cards um so wrong it's so wrong and it, it it's so great with everybody's reaction to it yeah um 
so, so you know, I, I did some videos like that. I'm also doing coverage now for my modern tournament uh, at my local shop, and that's every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We go live on Twitch, uh, which will be right here, The Real Nan Man. Um, and then VODs from that go up on YouTube, um, usually about Wednesday of that week, um, which is youtube.com slash nanman, which is also where VODs from In Response to are kept. So, a lot more magic content. Uh, Value. Been, been coming out there, guys. So keep an eye out for all that stuff. You know, check our Twitters. That's the best place to find out what sort of projects we're, go we're working on and what events that we're attending. Um, so, yeah, I'll be actually at GPDC. Uh, um, which is March 11th that weekend. I guess 12th and 13th is when the actual GP is taking place. Uh, so I'll be there uh, losing in sealed and then playing modern side events. So you know you can you can come and hang out and, and yeah. lose in sealed and hang and play. Get all your in response to paraphernalia. Side. Oh yes, we got. <laughs> What was, what was that card that you were supposed to sign at the GP? Siege Mastodon? <laughs> you know, nobody came up and asked for one. I don't know, man. Slackers. Slackers. Look, man, 5 mana 3 5 was actually good in that format. <laughs> Which is bad. That's not good. Turtle. That was in 14, right? Yeah, it sounds about right. I. So many people have such negative memories of that mm. set, but I actually liked it. Like, I. There were so many cool archetypes you could draft. Like, there's that red-black sack deck. Mm, yeah. There's the the deck where you'd play the enchantment, where all your opponent's creatures are spirits. And then you get that that enchantment that lets you pay two mana to give a creature flying, so you just shoot all their creatures. Yep, yep. Man, there were so many cool, cool archetypes. I think the problem is it was just too damn slow, and that mono blue deck was way too good. Yeah. Oh, uh, good times though. That was, that was <laughs> good. Good time. times, guys. Good times. I, I'd draft some more M14. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us uh, here today, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, watching. We appreciate you guys checking us out here. Again, you know, show your support by hitting the follows and checking out all the other stuff that we're working on. But thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Peace.